You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to this episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at our special time of 3 p.m. And all of our shows can be heard live exclusively here on Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, we encourage you to listen live during our broadcast times. This show is brought to you by our advertisers, Brandman University, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, Smart Business Magazine, Succession Strategies, and our newest sponsor, Center Club. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience of CEOs of middle market firms, to improve your decision-making skills. We have two guests today, and if you're listening expecting to hear Linda Landers, CEO and founder of Girl Power Marketing, well, just hold on, because she'll be on in the second half of the radio show, because our first guest today, and I'm so excited <laughs> to have her is Laura DeVito. She is president and founder of Five Tool CFO Incorporated. Uh, Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rick. I'm happy to be here. It seems like it. I am very excited. Very excited. Let's start simply by asking you to talk a little bit about your professional background. Here on a radio show, what's your path to your current company and position? Okay. All right. I'm happy. Well, I started in the uh, whole world of recruiting just about 10 years ago with one of the industry's big giants, which shall remain nameless. Okay. (laughs) But uh, they were fantastic as far as the training and the beginning experience and starting to navigate this world of recruiting and hiring and headhunting and so forth. Uh So from there, after some time after that, I moved into specializing within IT recruiting. Funny enough, this is where I fell in love with finance. Okay. This is where it happened. Um, My IT teams had worked so closely with all the VPs and the CFOs here in Orange County. And as I saw what uh, finance really does for a company and how it truly leads it. Uh, That's where my curiosity went straight up. I had to learn. I had to dive in. Okay. Uh, So that is what I did. And, um, you know, like I said, what they can create, what they project, how they direct, that this is, uh, I just, again, think it was amazing. So now I've started a couple years ago, about five, six years ago, I started really honing my skills on the finance side. Uh, going back to school, so then I can actually understand what wow, these reports that, that's are. That's impressive. Exactly. So. Um, so, so I could truly understand finance and accounting. Right. So then that has led me to where I am now, where I do just strictly, I focus on executive levels um, within finance and accounting here in Orange County and San Diego. Okay. So. And you've been in that space for a while, and, and I know that's... Yes. About six years now, just okay. strictly in finance and accounting. But Five Tool CFO Incorporated is your newest venture. This is my new venture as of the beginning of this year, 2014. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you very much. Serial entrepreneur, you. Yes. um, Tell us a little bit about the firm. Okay. And what makes you different? In other words, why do people hire you and your firm to help them find senior finance executive talent? No, that's a great question. Uh, There's so many firms here. And what separates me um, is... I start out, everything is definitely uh, research-driven sourcing. 
So everything I do, it is with very, very intense sourcing and and research. I do very heavy research into the companies, into my candidates, into the makeup of the environment, all of that. So it's very intense. What type of research would you be doing? Um, Comparative um, with the markets, if I take one company... Um, say they deal in XYZ, I'm going to look up other competitors. I'm going to see what their systems run on, put my net out that way, start filing it down, and really honing so the person who I place absolutely understands this arena that they're walking into because they've been there. So it's your experience, and I'm Mm -hmm. talking with Laura DeVito. She's president and founder of Five Tools CFO Incorporated. So it's your experience that the world of finance in various companies can be different enough that you're looking for similar experience, not just on the resume from a title perspective, but actually the tools Absolutely. and systems that they would have used previously. Absolutely. Okay. Definitely. All right. Yes. Um, you know, especially things such as high-tech manufacturing, you know, versus lead generating, you know, driven mm-hmm. companies. I mean, there can definitely be a little bit of a difference. So I do my best to really research hard so i know exactly the background of everything that needs to be done and that's what helps find that exceptional candidate you know it's interesting because i was thinking to a time when i was on the executive team of a small technology company and they were we were hiring a new cfo Mm -hmm. and the lead candidate had everything we wanted and they they ended up making the job offer to him Mm -hmm. but most of the conversation was that he had no technology experience Mm -hmm. and did we think and did they think the ceo that he could learn the world of technology fast enough to be effective. He knew, he had all the other experience. He had everything But else, he had not correct. been in technology, and so we really had to scratch the heads. They ultimately decided to hire him, and I, I think he worked out quite well for them. But nonetheless, oh, that's it, great. Yeah. Well, that can just be very risky. And so when it comes in for me, when a, a company hires me to do this, um, that's why I have to go those extra steps sure. and bring them from the industry to help kind of alleviate any risk. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, that's why that's the those are the spaces that they bring me in. What on. level of accounting finance? Uh, your your company is Five Tools CFO. Five Tools CFO. I'm going yes. for the C suite here. <laughs> Absolutely. Call me, call me crazy. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> no, I do. My strongest suit is definitely the CFO seat. Okay. Uh, for the the small to medium size, those middle-sized companies here in Orange County, privately held, closely held, some public I do. Um, that is my kind of sweet spot, as sure. you would say. Sure. But I also do a lot of the VPs of finance, CAOs, and, and so forth. So just that very top tier CAO? is the chief accounting officer. Look at you throwing Sorry. out these technical acronyms <laughs> like, okay. What about controllers? No, or not. Uh, yes, I do controllers and quite a bit of actually interim controllers. So if oh. someone does need to uh, bring someone in on a short-term basis, then that is also a strong suit for me. You know, uh, in, in a spirit of full disclosure, I've known of Laura course. for quite some time. We met at a luncheon a year plus ago. I think the world of her. I'm so happy that she's here on the program talking about her new company. And it seems to me we've had conversations about this off, off uh, microphone too, Laura, that not enough middle market companies have senior level finance executives who can exactly. do forward thinking and planning for them. They have many, you know, good bookkeepers, maybe a good controller, but it's all backward looking and kind of reporting. Exactly. And that's where I really come in and, and we can definitely go into that on how I help them strategize, how I help them set up this game plan and look for they need to set up some exit strategy. They need to look forward. Right. And I know the people 
And I know the network here who would absolutely love to come in, whether it be on an interim or full-time basis, and help move them forward. That seems like a very hot space, the interim CFO executive finance It it does right now. And um, it's a fantastic benefit for the middle market company because on an interim basis, they don't need to have that full salary check written, but they can have amazing benefit from very very um experienced cfo who right. who's been on that road and can get them there and they probably don't so. need a 40 hour a week no, they CFO, won't need it but they need some hour a week or month cfo exactly right? and you can offer them and that. i can offer that and then that person has this multi-company experience which is so valuable as well because they're not constrained necessarily by just being in that industry too i think they have absolutely they can talk about how other companies within confidentiality but best practices i mean what a great yeah, asset it's yeah and most of the uh, i'd say 99 percent uh, come out uh, started in the big four uh, i mean they are just absolutely Unbelievable talent. And right. I just shake my head sometimes. Unbelievable talent. And she is shaking her head, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sitting across the... St- I can see her doing that. You can't. Although, if you watch our YouTube channel, Critical Master uh, Business yes. YouTube, and when uh, our producer, Crystal Nunley, gets it put up on the YouTube channel, you'll be able to see Laura DeVito, who is the founder and president of 5 Tool CFO Incorporated. We're going to take our first commercial break. Can you believe it? Half the interview's over already. No, that was too fast. I know. That's what I said. Too fast. Quickly. And when we come back, I'm going to ask her... How does her firm help middle market companies improve their strategic planning by hiring and working with senior financial executives, as well as a host of other questions here on Critical Mass Radio Show after these words from our commercial sponsors? Commercial Bank of California, or CBC, is a well-funded, full-service bank located in the heart of Orange County. When it comes to safety and stability... CBC has one of the highest levels of capital of any commercial bank ranked in the top 6% in the nation. Commercial Bank of California was founded in 2003 by a group of Orange County's finest entrepreneurs. To this day, our bank is governed by our founders, including General William Lyon of William Lyon Homes, Alex Morello of the Morello Group, and Frank Willey of Fidelity National Financial, to name a few. In short... We're a bank founded, built, and run by entrepreneurs, for entrepreneurs. Not every business in Orange County should be our customer. However, if your business is looking for a bank that can assist in finance, production, analytics, and risk management, there's no better bank to choose. To understand the true power of how Commercial Bank of California can help you achieve your goals, give us a call at 714-431-7000. Or visit us on the web at www.combancal.com. Member at the IC. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 
562-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's succession-strategies.com. If you came back from lunch today and there was a resignation letter on your desk, which employee would you really, really not want it to be from? More importantly, what are you doing to prevent this situation from happening in the first place? We work with business owners like you every day to design plans that attract, motivate, retain, and reward key employees. Don't wait until it's too late. Contact Bill Black, the exit coach, at 866-370-3774 for a free consultation on how to retain and reward your key employees. That's 866-370-3774. Call today. And welcome back to this episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. We'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 12,000 shows during the last 30 days. We here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. All of our shows can be heard live here on octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from Apple iTunes, Stitcher.com, and other business-oriented podcasting services. Laura DeVito is our guest, and she's president and founder of her own firm, Five Tool CFO Incorporated. Uh, before the break, I said I was going to ask you just to kind of restate mm-hmm. your role as a partner in helping middle market companies improve their strategic planning by hiring and working with senior financial executives. Just give right. us a little more context for your, your role. Okay, so in a nutshell, the president or the CEO owner is of, of any company, they're constantly faced with challenges. Those challenges could be optimizing cash flow, uh, maximizing profitability, accelerating growth, executing exit objectives, just to name a few. So what my goal is, and is to come in to help develop a game plan for the strategic, the financial, and the business challenges that this owner is facing. So, of course, listen very carefully. <laughs> right. I, li- yeah, I, I really listen very carefully to the CEO's goals, to what their aspirations are, to what his or her challenges are. Uh, then I do my best to collaborate with them, actually develop a plan, and then ultimately bring them the best candidate to help them get to where they want to go. So It is such a refreshing um, opportunity to have a senior financial executive to bounce your strategic planning off of because... Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I see them thinking very differently than CEOs and business owners. Very different. But complementing it, right? Correct. Correct. You know, a lot of the times, um, as I do, again, the, when I go back to the research part on the CFO, when I'm partnering the CFO with the CEO, I'm looking at what gaps each one of them fill okay. in the other. Right. Uh, so they really can play on their strengths and not even worry about any weaknesses so to speak i mean because they really fill in and it's true partnership i mean it's kind of building a a a golf team you know a little foursome for golf it's you really find those key players who are going to do the best together right plus they can ask questions that cause the president ceo business owner to think about issues that maybe normally they wouldn't think of until they account encounter them like you said cash flow (laughs) Uh, right that's right that's not something that they they just know they just know it's going to be there, but they don't know how. It, and that's the CFO's job right. is to show them how they're going to get there. Right, especially if it's a manufacturing company or construction company where your payments are stretched on and you got material mm-hmm. and labor. I mean, growing companies, cash flow can really bite you. Absolutely, and, and you have to think about that in advance. And and many times we are slaves to the revenue line, correct, and maybe the profit line. 
but mm-hmm. that stuff in between sometimes that eats the cash flow, we don't think about it until somebody goes, well, you know, payroll's in three days and uh, we need a little bit of money here, boss. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you don't want to be having, in that situation. No. Um, and having the right CFO in there can um, it can just absolutely be life-changing for your company. Right. I'm, I'm a big fan. Having had experience at Delphi, having a very senior, we weren't allowed to give him a title of CFO, but he acted as my CFO. And he Correct. he was trained and credentialed and could be and had been but for us we had a you know finance manager but really he he was a heavier weight than that and not that i'm disrespecting finance oh, no managers. absolutely no no there's a lot of brilliant ones out there right. trust so, me so let's talk about you <laughs> yes. and i'm speaking with laura devito she's president and founder of five tool cfo of all the things you've learned in your career have you developed a guiding principle kind of an overarching belief system about how you're building and leading and now growing five tool cfo well, I have, and as I think about this and have kind of pondered this question, it, it really boils down over these past years, it boils down to pretty much two things. And those two, number one is genuinely listen. Uh, I Nothing will get done correctly if I'm trying to guess or take the lead in a conversation. It is my time to be quiet to listen, to ask the questions, and then keep pulling out, pull out more information, pull it out. Genuinely listen. That is my number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, uh, it, it sounds funny, but to be a true servant. I am here to help my client. Um, I have a, I have an affinity and empathy for people. I love what I do so much that what I want to do is to be of true service to my client. And, and so that's kind of how I look at it. When I walk in, that is what I am. I am there to help them get to where they want to go. So those are my two guiding things I think of. And you're, and you're a wonderful person, but you're not quiet. No, I'm not quiet. That is a little Italian gene in me. Not so quiet. It's hard to control sometimes. But that's good that you're aware that you need to. <laughs> I am. To. And so that's why every day I check myself, Lara, listen. Italian, calm down a bit. Yeah, so Absorb it. Absorb. Right. Exactly. And so those are two things. I remind myself every morning that I'm here to be of service and to listen. Beautiful. So those are go. those are my two guiding I love principles. asking that question, and you'll probably be asked to be in our next book, which will come out, well, our next books coming out shortly but the year after that every year we put out our guiding principle book mm-hmm. and i'm which is an inclusion of our guiding principles that we our guests have told us and i'd like to offer you that opportunity oh so exciting i'd be will, honored we'll, we'll have you on that uh let me just write down when you said that okay let's talk about the fact that your firm five tool cfo has recently partnered up with brett saberhagen's make a difference foundation can you tell us more about yes. this new partnership uh-huh. and what you hope to achieve through this endeavor well, it, again, it kind of goes back to being of service and being a true servant. So not only to my clients, but also to, I. it's important for me to give back. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I absolutely love, I, number one, a baseball fan, hence Five Tool CFO, comes from Five Tool Player in okay. baseball. So all the baseball fans out there, they right. know exactly what I'm talking about. And Brett Saberhagen? Brett Saberhagen is a two-time Cy Young Award winner. He is also MVP of World Series games hmm. and many more accolades within baseball. He's had right. a very, um, uh, what is the word, illustrious career right. within pitching. He, right. He's a major league pitcher, reti- just now retired. Right. So he's a very dear friend of mine. He has put this foundation together to go out there and build 
baseball parks to help build teams to kids camps, everything centered around sports and how important this is for the, these kids who maybe can't afford it mm-hmm. um, to get to meet some true athletes, see the drive. And it really has been life changing to these children. It is a big problem in inner cities and other parts of the, it, to have base places to play baseball because you need a lot of space you and need equipment. The space, and, right. and it's not cheap. And to have access to someone like Brett and some of his friends who come from these major leagues and for these kids to play with them and for Brett to be out there, I mean, he will just do, he's got a huge heart. He Mm -hmm. goes above and beyond for children. Is he here in Southern California? He is. He is. He's up in Northern Los Angeles. And his Make a Difference Foundation, is that a local foundation? That is. Yes, it is. And I am absolutely doing my best to spread the word through Orange County and San Diego also, not just Los Angeles. So how does the partnership work between Five Tool CFO and The partnership works is every month, 5% of my monthly profits from Five Tool CFO go directly to the Brett Saberhagen Foundation. Okay. So it is something, um, I've seen it with my own eyes, what he has done, and the changes in anything I can do to help these kids. I'll absolutely do it. I think it's great when entrepreneurs like you, Laura DeVito, who is president and founder of Five Tool CFO, (laughs) put a mission inside the business where the business is doing good in the community through being successful. And that is is my my ultimate goal. Right. And I think Mm -hmm. clients like knowing that. That you that that's a part of the that that's where a part of of having me come on board and their money it's not just going for me but it is actually going out into the community right. to help these kids who who love sports so much and it really opens a lot of doors for right. them. There are so many worthy nonprofit organizations that are helping mm. local students you, right around the globe. We feature them here on our radio show at the end of every month. We call it our nonprofit radio show. So I I'm amazed at how many people are out there trying to help close the gaps. Right. Uh, There's a lot, and it it is great to see. It is absolutely fantastic to see. So you're to be congratulated for finding this, for (laughs) helping. (laughs) Thank you. You're so modest. Listen to her now. Let's talk about the growth of Five Tool. I have about two minutes left here on the radio program with you today. So I'm going to have you back in the future. We're going to be talking about all the (laughs) ground that you've covered since you started the firm. Okay. What's the future hold for Five Tool CFO? Future holds. I just, um, I really want, again, to be out there in front of the CEOs here in Orange County, help build Orange County to be its absolute greatest, and be able to introduce partnerships with these amazing owners and CEOs here in Orange County, and partner them with some phenomenal CFO experience, and just to be able to watch Orange County grow, and these companies, these middle market companies, just, just thrive that is what I do, what I do. Mm-hmm. That, I just absolutely love it. So, That's, so if there's a CEO of a middle market firm out there says, i got to talk to this lady, how do they find you online? Yes, you can definitely find me online. Of course, you can find me on my website, which is 5toolcfo.com. Spelled out five? Uh, the, the word, it, yes, thank you. Okay. It is spelled out five, all one word, 5toolcfo.com. Of course, you can also see me on LinkedIn under Lara DeVito. How do you spell that? Um, L-A-R-A, so um, L-A-R-A, and then D-E-V-I-T-O. Okay. So you'll see that, or, of course, put in 5-Tool CFO into LinkedIn, and, and so you it have a better page? come up. You have a company page on LinkedIn? <laughs> yes, then? it right. does. Look at her. So, She's so technologically yes. savvy. Can't Trying. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a moving target, isn't it, for, uh, that us, it for is. entrepreneurs? <laughs> that, it really is. It yeah. is. So but that's how you can find me. Those are the two ways. All that's right. It. Well, you know, it's gone by so quickly. 
I was so excited to have her on the show. I appreciate you being our friend and the friend of the program and Absolutely. part of our community. Thank you, Laura DeVito. Well, thank you for having me. It's been an honor to be here. Oh, you're too kind. All right, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a three-minute commercial break while we get ready for our second guest, Linda Lander. Sorry, Holly Zells, my goodness. <laughs> uh, she is CEO and founder of Girl Power Marketing. We'll be back after these words. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. If you are an Orange County CEO or a business owner, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have had these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions through the power of peer learning. These are groups of peers who are running businesses just like you. CEO Peer Groups provides a great sounding board to test fresh ideas and new concepts, review your strategic plans and tactical goals, and present issues and opportunities for a critical discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, and improved business results. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn about our CEO peer groups. CEO peer groups is a registered trademark of Critical Mass for Business. Imagine what it would feel like to lose everything. Your job, your home, your family, your dignity. This has happened to thousands of the men, women, veterans, and young adults we serve at Working Wardrobes. What do we do to help? We provide career development services, life skills workshops, job skills training. We provide the perfect interview outfit, and we get clients placed in jobs. Call Working Wardrobes, 714-210-2460. Donate, volunteer, invest, hire. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on the show may be the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of our program. We delivered over 30,000 highly targeted sponsor impressions last month. If you'd like to learn more, contact our Vice President of Sales, Rose Chamora, at 951-515-4661. That's 951-515-4661. 
All right, now let's turn our attention to our second guest. As I said at the top of the show, Linda Landers, who is CEO and founder of Girl Power Marketing, is our guest. Linda, welcome to the program. Thanks, Rick. Nice to be here. It's good to have you here. Why don't we start by you just telling us a little bit about your professional background? Sure. Well, even though my degree is in broadcast and film production, my entire career has been in public relations, uh, mostly agency, some in-house. But I spent a decade as a managing partner with an Orange County-based independent national PR firm that really specialized in consumer PR and was really had a national reputation for creativity. Um, I worked with uh, several brands with Procter & Gamble. I worked with United Airlines, Taco Bell, Hilton Hotels, Kashi, Polaroid, Suzuki Motorcycles. So did a lot of work you know, in the consumer-based uh, area. But it was the work, I think, with Procter & Gamble that really fueled and fed my passion for the marketing to women space. So um, working with P&G, you know, really got me interested in a space that really hasn't been that well known. Really? No. Um, there aren't that many people that are in the space right now. There are some... And the space is marketing, marketing to women, to marketing women. to moms. There are some ad agencies, a couple of them, they're specializing. Okay. There are a couple of uh, research-based agencies, but not much in the way of PR. So when I decided to go out on my own and founded Girl Power Marketing, I decided that I really wanted to focus on that space, still within the consumer realm. Okay. And um, that's what I've done. And really, we focus on, we do do marketing other, you know, marketing to men as well. We don't, we're not exclusive to marketing to women, but we really do have that unique expertise in marketing to women. And we use both traditional and digital strategies to engage our, you know, female consumers. Okay. I'm going to ask you a a follow-up question, if I may. Sure. You said marketing to women and marketing to mothers. Now, those are different messages, and we'll talk about it a little bit later in the interview. Mm -hmm. Marketing to women is a huge demographic, right? Because there's such variety. Absolutely. Women as a whole are the single biggest drivers of the global economy. Just a couple of things to explain how important they are. Women control or influence 85% of all consumer purchasing decisions in this country. That's including 91% of all new home sales, 55% of consumer electronics, 68% of new car purchases, um, 66% of personal computer sales, and 92% of leisure travelers travel. In addition, most small businesses are owned by women. So when you take the personal uh, purchasing decisions and the business right. purchasing decisions. That is an economy that totals over eight trillion dollars that is influenced by women, which equals the economy of Japan. Right. So when wow. people tell the me third largest economy in the world. Exactly. Okay. So when people tell me that I'm kind of in a niche specialty, <laughs> I laugh at them. <laughs> yeah, you know it's a big niche. It doesn't seem niche, like much of a niche. It's a yeah, right. So you, you said around eighty five percent are of our decisions or influence are made by women? Mm-hmm. Does that mean then 15% are made or influenced by men? It it sort of feels that way, huh? Yeah. What you can do is you can make a direct link to 85% of all consumer purchases okay. are made by women. Okay. Yeah. So you can you can draw the conclusion that right. the remaining are are men. Okay. Yeah. I'm not, I, I'm just uh, I'm thinking about my own life now in a little <laughs> different light, and uh, uh, maybe it's indirect influence too, huh, Linda? It may not be always the overt direct influence, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I think one of the 
important things to understand is how women think differently than men and the fact that literally our brains are wired differently. Um, we have different priorities. We have different attitudes. And we respond differently to language and visual stimulation. Um, men see themselves as kind of the center of the universe, where women see themselves as more part of an ensemble. Okay. Men are all about me. Women are more about we. And, um, you know, women's brains have four times as many connectors between the left and right hemispheres of the brain. And with that comes uh, on the right side of the brain is the home of the emotional memory, intuition, and experience. So, really a woman's heart is in her brain so when you tell her a story that's filled with emotion and explain why your brand is relevant to her is when a brand has the best chance of gaining her loyalty okay so here comes the expertise about how to market specifically to women and even though it's a huge and diverse demographic your position and what i'm understanding from you is that there are some common things and some of them biological that work regardless of the the niches within the niche but if you're marketing to women, there's a, there's a certain model, modality that is best suited to have them receive your message. Right. And I think one of the biggest mistakes that marketers make is feeling that if you're going to market to women, you're going to alienate men. And really, nothing could be further from the truth. Really? Because women have higher expectations than men and rate a brand's performance on a wider range of criteria. So they're a more critical consumer? Exactly. So the reality is, when you meet the needs of a woman, you're really exceeding the needs of the man. Wow. Yeah. I'm finding everything you say interesting, and I'm fighting the tendency to be a little... Uh, because I'm a guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking it as academic learning. Yeah, How's that? Basically, all we're saying is that women just require more. So nothing we're saying is offensive to men or okay. anything. We just take it and take it up a notch. Right. You know? Wow. And I think social media has radically changed how women communicate and share information. And not that men aren't doing it, too, but it's just so much more prevalent with women. Women are taking word of mouth, and they're just adding a megaphone. And so now... Women are talking from a very authentic place and a very candid point of view, and so much more. You know, women like to talk and share much more than men do. You know, right. that's just a general given. Right. Um, but suddenly, you know, brands aren't just doing push, you know, information out. It's not a one-way monologue that's created by TV ads or magazine print ads or whatever. Female consumers are really taking over brand messaging. So their sphere of influence continues to expand. Um, one of the statistics is 42% of women agree that they feel responsible for helping their friends and family make smart purchase decisions. Not that they like doing it. They right. feel responsible for doing it. Right. Um, so today's woman is not only a consumer and a broadcaster, but she's an amplifier for what works and doesn't work in the marketplace. Her influence is carrying further and that's why marketing companies are using social media, because it's helping them help those influencers tell their brand story. Right. They're, they're advocates almost in some ways and, right. and messengers for them. They're probably the best advocates right. for their brand story. Right. They're the most authentic, I would think. Exactly. Right. And probably the most believable. And it's exactly, it, it's what we've, we, you've probably heard this before. If a woman loves your brand, she'll tell 30 of her best friends if she's really angry with your brand she'll tell 300 of her friends 
And social media makes that so much easier. And so much faster. And so much faster, right. And it's a pipeline directly to... And Pinterest is a is a, a, a I don't know if that demographic the demographic of Pinterest skews towards females or not. Oh, absolutely. I would suspect right. that to the tune of about ninety nine percent. Really, that yeah. high? Okay. Well, it's it's definitely in the top ninety. Yeah. Okay, because we had dinner. My wife and I had dinner with our daughter, our, our our only daughter, and she was showing us people she's following on Pinterest, and we're having a great time seeing what these other women. Now that you say it, I didn't even realize it. Other women are sharing. Pictures of babies in grown-ups' clothes, this woman with the dog that cuddles with the baby. It's just all this Recipes, interesting stuff. Recipes, do-it-yourself projects, party ideas, She's planning fashion. her wedding, and she's getting so many great ideas from Pinterest. Wedding, yeah. You don't have to have those huge books anymore that you cart around that weigh 25 pounds. You right. know, you've got your Pinterest board. Right. And she's coming up as the bride with a lot of ideas that maybe in the past you would have to rely on someone else for. But the community is serving it up to her, right? Exactly. So it's disintermediating other positions. Right. And before, she would spend hours and hours and hours doing all the research, going out now, and now it's coming to her. It's delivered to her, right. She finds the advocates, and they educate her. It's a wonderful world. It is a wonderful world. I love social media. I think it's fantastic. It's it's totally revolutionizing what we're doing. We're going to take our third and final commercial break. Could that be right? Boy, this show is just flying by. I'm speaking with Linda Lander. She is CEO and founder of Girl Power Marketing. When we come back, I'm going to ask you to share your guiding principle with our audience. And so don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be back in about three minutes for the last 10-minute segment here on Critical Mass Radio Show. There's something uniquely positive about the word up. When things are good, things are looking up. When you want to go fast, you speed up. And when you're really cheering, you stand up. So when you want to move up, what do you do? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's degree or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up better than virtually everyone else. And that university is Brandman. Brandman University is ranked by U.S. News & World Report as one of the nation's top ten universities for online bachelor's programs. And it ranked best in the state of California. Brandman also received top honors from U.S. News & World Report for our online graduate programs in business and education. Plus, our programs are available on ground at more than 25 convenient campuses. So to wrap things up, we recommend you look us up at brandman.edu. That's brandman.edu. And find out how to move up like never before. Brandman University. Move up. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104. 
Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. I would like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 12,000 shows during the last 30 days. We here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. All of our shows can be heard live here on Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net, or rebroadcast anytime from Apple iTunes, Stitcher.com, and other selected business-oriented podcasting services. Our guest is Linda Landers. She's CEO and founder of Girl Power Marketing. Before the break, I said I was going to ask you to talk about your guiding principles. So if you could share what your overarching belief is, your your thoughts on how you're leading and growing your firm, I would appreciate it. Sure. Um, I would say that the two guiding principles I followed most have been to trust my instincts and maintain a commitment to excellence. Because I found myself ahead of the curve and in the position of educating a lot of business owners about the power of women consumers, sometimes I've questioned my own brand. And even I do have clients that don't target women, but that specialty can sometimes confuse those that don't understand, you know, the importance of that market, even to their own brands. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, I just fundamentally... the believe that anything we do has to be of the highest quality and done to the very best of our ability. Interesting. So marketing to women, and we talked earlier about, you you mentioned women and mothers, and I'm thinking young girls, teens. I, I, I don't know how far into the spectrum of marketing to women girl power marketing goes. Well, I can tell you about that. Um, but something that's interesting is that you, you really can't segment women by age or target groups, I don't think. Really? I think that whether a woman is 28, 39, or 52, she's going to respond to marketing messages that respond to her, that, you know, relate to her life stage rather than her chronological age. Oh, okay. Unlike previous generations, today's women, they're not living on a linear line right. like we used to, and our grandmothers used to. They'd go to school, they'd get married, they'd have their kids, and da dun da dun da dun I got it. And they don't do it now. You know, women are having babies in their 40s, they're starting new careers in their 50s, they're reentering the dating scene in their 60s. So, you know, it's all over the map. And so marketers need to really understand who their target is, if, if their target is a mom. Are they moms of toddlers or are they moms of teens? Mm-hmm. You know, are they women? Or if they're women, are they women empty nesters or are they single women? Are they women with no children? Are they women, you know, or are they moms? You know, what is it? All women, all moms are women, but not all women are moms. Right. You know, that's so, true. And just to make a point about boomer women, which, you know, now I'll get up on my soapbox. Today, every fifth adult in this country is a female over 50. And these women control more than half of our nation's discretionary income and three-quarters of this country's financial wealth with a net worth of $19 trillion. Yet 91% of these women feel completely ignored by marketers. That is where the money is, and they are ignored and they are ticked off. That's amazing because that demographic tends to be more affluent. They are. That is where the money is. I actually wrote a white paper. Um, it's on my website. It's called Boomer Women, the Invisible Gold Mine. Wow. And um, they are going to experience the largest transference of wealth over this next decade as they inherit from their parents and significant others. And marketers, it would behoove marketers to it take would. a look at this demographic. 
Anyway, so... So that's worth the price of admission to listening to a Critical Mass radio show right there from Linda Landis. Yeah, you've got women, you've got moms, and most importantly, you've got boomer women. Right. So, marketers, take a look at them. What about these millennial women, though? Are they... uh, Do you have to market to them differently than Oh, you certainly do. And they are a unique breed. I just was reading an article the other day that said they don't feel the need to own a car. You know, car makers are tearing their hair out right now because, you know, sales are going down. They're not buying cars. It's more important to them to have their smartphones and their technology. And when you add up all of the costs of, of their data and everything on all of their technology, it's almost like they can't afford the car. It's a car payment. And they'd time. rather give up the car than their technology. Huh. So the car makers are going, you know, we have a generation that aren't buying cars. Wow. You know, so it, it's a very interesting dynamic. I mean, it's fascinating yeah, stuff. It is. You truly <laughs> enjoy it, too. And you you know what you're talking about, which is nice to have you on the show. Speaking of knowing about what you talk about, you have a blog, Girl Talk. Can you tell us what information you put out on your blog, who should subscribe to the blog. Just give us a sense for why you even started a blog. Sure. Well, it's called Girl Talk, as you said, and the tagline is Musings on Marketing and Motherhood. And it started out that I was going to talk about my area of marketing, which is obviously marketing to women, but then also my perspective on motherhood. I have a teenage son and navigating kind of those murky waters. And I do that, but it's it's predominantly about, you know, marketing to women. But anybody that wants to learn more about what we're talking about today on this show um, will find more of that, you know, tips, you know, whether you're marketing B2B or B2C, you want to find out about marketing to millennial women or boomer women or moms. It's all on the blog. Hmm. And, you know, uh, you can make comments. You can request information. And they, I also have a blog role with other blogs of, of colleagues of mine in the same space that would, I think, be interesting reading as well. It sounds like you're a thought leader in this area, in this focus of marketing to successfully marketing to and reaching the women demographic. I sure like to think so. Okay. Yeah. Because you're, 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 you're putting out content and you're creating. Mm-hmm. That's I'm That's speaking, a challenge, yeah, and you're yeah. speaking, yes, mm-hmm. and you're trying. It sounds almost, and I'm putting words in your mouth, but you're almost on a mission in some ways here. I, I think you know, just I think it's it's good when you're that passionate about I something. So. Hey, I'm not criticizing. I, I think it's a. I think it says I'm on the right path for what I need to be right. doing. Yeah, but right. I just really believe in it, you know, and and what I find fascinating is so many people don't understand it and still don't get it. I find myself banging my head against the wall quite a bit. And a lot of other people are, too. There's actually a conference that just started last year called the 3% Conference. And in the ad world, you know, I'm in the PR world, but in the ad world, they're they're experiencing the same situation. 97% of all creative directors um, are men. And so the 3% conference is kind of dedicated to increasing the number of wow. female creative directors and so that not everything is seen through the male lens or male filter. Wow, that's yeah. a shocking statistic because yeah. that's such a creative, uh, you know, I don't yeah. know, I wouldn't have, I would have expected it to be not 50-50, but not 3%. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Kat Gordon um, founded that 3% conference. She's doing a great job with that. Right, right, wow, Okay. Let's talk about a challenge, if we could. Sure. You know, we all have them, and I'm talking with Linda Landers. She is CEO and founder of Girl Power Marketing. Can you share with us a challenge facing the firm and what you're doing about it? Well, sure. Talk about something that makes your head spin. Trying to stay um, current and adapting with the social and digital, uh, everything that's going on in the social and digital space is an ongoing challenge for me and my team. I think we need to reinvent ourselves every seven years or so, just because. Okay. Um, I think that means thinking differently about what we do, why we do it, when we do it, how we do it. And um, 
with whom we do it. You know, we help our clients evolve their businesses, and I think we need to do it as well. And for me in my space right now, that's staying current with everything that's going on digitally and socially and trying to stay up with it all because it's all happening so fast. And, right. you know, keep keeping abreast of all of the new and changing things is a continuing challenge. You know, companies that are either here on a radio show that are technology companies or companies like yours that have a business model that, is closely related to technology. I find you, you, you men and women have to really uh, the rate of change is much faster for you. And you know you can't just learn something and it the half life on it stays with you for a couple of years. Especially in this area of technology, you're just all the time people are moving. And, and I would think positioning yourself the way you are as well as a as an expert in this field, you really have to stay current on the subtle trends and sort of identify them before the mainstream sees it. That's part of your value, right? Yeah, it's it's lightning speed. It is lightning speed. Yeah, yeah, and that's great. So let's talk about the future then. What is the future hold for your firm, Girl Power Marketing? We'll have you back in the future, Linda. What's going to be different in three or five years? Where, where are you taking the firm? Well, I think you know industries of opportunity. I think food and beverage, consumer technology, those are all good. But I think you know as far as the things that are coming for any marketers in this area, I think content is here to stay. I think telling compelling stories, you know, storytelling is one of the buzzwords du jour right now, along with content. Right. It's really about storytelling, which is not a new concept. You know, in PR, we've been telling stories since the beginning of time. But it's really a smart part of strategy for marketing to women because they respond to stories so well. It's an emotional connection for mm -hmm. them. So I think stories help women decide who to trust, who they want to build a relationship with. And, you know, women are drawn to a particular brand due to the kind of relationship they build, and that's based on the stories they tell. So I think stories that entertain, enlighten, and inform um, are important, and the brands that know how to tell a good story are going to be uh, the ones that increasingly gain the women's attention. So Right, and those stories don't, well, they, they have to appeal. They don't have to be emotional, right? I mean. No. They, it, they have to be. They can be amusing. Right. They can be funny. They right. can. Women like to laugh. You know. Right. I mean, uh, it, there's a range. There's women who like to make decisions based on data. So tell your story with facts as well. It's not all. I mean, because I think it, it, people who maybe are less sophisticated in this area may hear girl power and women marketing and sort of niche it into this emotional sappy area. Yeah. And that's a disservice to to really what you need yeah. to do to attract that large of a demographic. Women are pretty hip and savvy. They get it, and right. they, they can tell when a brand is being authentic and when they're not, and don't try to pull the wool over their eyes. Right. You know, they will not reward you with their loyalty. Right. And since they have such a disproportionate influence on the buying decisions <laughs> and influence, I mean... Beware. It, yeah, yeah you're, you, you would do it at your own peril. Exactly. Okay. So if someone wants to learn more about Linda Landers or... Your firm, Girl Power Marketing, how do they find you online? Well, they can visit our website at www.girlpowermarketing.com. They can call 949-459-1416, or they can email me at linda at girlpowermarketing.com. There you go. More than one way. I like it. Thanks for being a friend of our show, a part of the Critical Mass community. I've enjoyed this conversation we've had today here on a radio program. Thank you. You're I welcome. I love being here. Oh, it's our pleasure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to wrap the show up, and we do that by thanking our sponsors, Brandman University, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, Smart Business Magazine, Succession Strategies, and Center Club of Costa Mesa. Our engineer for today's show is Paul Roberts. Crystal Nunley is our producer. Kathleen Shepard is our guest coordinator. Our social media manager is Asia Celestino. 
Melissa Pedanti is our guest and live events coordinator. And our VP of Sales is Rose Chamora. I'm your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass for Business or refer a future guest for the Critical Mass radio show, maybe even advertise with us, then visit our website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. Until the next show, I hope all of your decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass radio show, Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.